listening to the most original talk radio station anywhere. We are L.A. Talk Radio at latalkradio.com. You're listening to State of the Arts with Michael Sterling and Paul Strolley right here on L.A. Talk Radio. You are, and what's left of me, I am Michael Stern. What do you mean, what's left of you? Happy birthday! Well, thank you. Happy that's birthday. That's what I'm talking about. It's your birthday. I don't know how many more years I can take all this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to buy you one of these 45, remember uh, 45s, uh, dating myself, those little 45, you know, records. You know, the, remember 45, yes, 78, 33, yeah, third. <laughs> don't tell me. <laughs> remember those? I remember tape, uh, the cassette tapes. No, yeah. but 45s, little 45 RPM uh, singles for records, yeah, you know? Not so much. Don't remember. Not huh? so much. Yeah. Before you, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, I got one of those for my birthday, and it was a, it was customized with your name. My name? No, no, my oh, name, because it was say. my birthday. Yeah. Oh, I don't mean okay. to lose oh, you in the jargon there, there Michael. Yeah, okay. And uh, it was like, hey, and it was, it was so terribly mixed it was like yeah. hey paul it's your birthday oh so it was a message yeah or it was a little message to me for my birthday and i was going to sing it to you today i could actually remember it verbatim but uh, i won't i won't subject the listeners to that why not no we've but subjected if, if, them if, to worse if we have time if we have time let's right. let's let's thank our sponsors all right before well, we, we have get, it your get way to that then. all right we'd like to thank <laughs> our sponsor breakdown services ladies and gentlemen the entertainment industry standard used around the world providing the most professional means to reach talent agents as well as actors when casting a project. To learn more about Breakdown Services, visit BreakdownExpress.com. We'd also like to acknowledge PerformingArtsLive.com, one of the Internet's most prominent listing sources for the live arts in Southern California. We're grateful to Performing Arts Live for lending their support to our live arts calendar. And with us in studio today, Paul, are the kind of performers who audiences just can't seem to get enough of. She was a recipient of a Los Angeles Ovation Award for Baz Luhrmann's La Boheme at the Center Theater Group's Amundsen Theater, and that only touches upon her many credits and starring roles in theater. Currently in the Third Street Theater's production of The Full Monty, Shannon Warren is here. Shannon! Hi. Hey! Welcome. Welcome, Shannon. Great Thank to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Our second guest is also a co-star of The Full Monty with Shannon Warren. It comes to Los Angeles Theater Stages with a very unique brand of comedy. Selected as one of the Kennedy Center's new Artist Fellowship Performing Arts Apprentices, Morgan Reynolds is with us. Hey, how are you, sir? Great, it's I'm not great. the same to me. It sounded completely different. It really did. It's a different energy. A different, a different enthusiasm. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it did. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you both for for joining us. Thank you. I was telling them. I was telling them beforehand. With I always love when our when our two guests are doing the same project because you get you yeah. really get oh, to yes. you know because a lot of times we only have one and you know they get ten fifteen minutes and then we have to move on but we really get to hear about something. And you don't have a show tonight, right? Or yes. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Tomorrow. You're off. Okay. So it all starts tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And speaking of shows. Yeah. Where were we last night? We were at the magic that is the Pantages. That's right. To see it's a big night, wasn't Book it? of Mormon. They yeah. closed down Hollywood Boulevard. No way. Yeah. Did they really? In front. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Wow. I mean, so, I knew they had the the thing yeah, where we I did mean, the red that, carpet that thing, front but part you couldn't get close to the theater because it was all kind of barricaded. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, of course, as I was driving home last night, yeah, there was a huge stretch limo on the Argyle side. Of, I think it's Argyle. Is that right. the side street? Uh, with paparazzi just going crazy and climbing over the car, the tops wow. of the cars. It was right outside the stage door, and that was one 
share. Oh, really? Oh, who was with us, with us in the audience, but uh, she didn't make it down the red carpet because I never interviewed her. No, no, I didn't see her. I saw a couple of people. I saw John C. Riley there. Yes. I saw Lisa Kudrow. Lisa was there. Uh, yeah. I saw uh, Jane Seymour, who's she, been on our show. She looked like a million bucks. She does, yeah, and two. very real. You know, yeah. you see them on these shows like the Dancing with the Stars, and they got so much makeup on and all that. You figure, okay, that's because underneath that is right. we have a basic Monet, as they say. <laughs> you know, real. What is it? Is that the term Monet? Yeah. Like so, really yeah. good from far away, yeah, but yeah, a complete yeah. mess up close. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, no, she looked fantastic. Yeah, it was, it was. And what a spectacular show. We were t- also talking about that in the lobby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there were so many great stars in the house. Jason Alexander, who I spoke with, uh, Rosanna Arquette was there. Mm, great. Uh, Carl Reiner I interviewed. That was awesome. Gary Marshall. And I had like the love moment of my life life last night. Who? Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I love her. I love her comedy. I love her bravery. I love all that stuff that she does, you know. She couldn't have been more elegant and actually quite cool. She also did a lot of things before she uh, really went through the roof uh, with her show with the D-List. She did a thing called uh, that I did with Kevin Farrell, which was um, Best in Show. Oh, yeah. Which is the drag queen thing for yes, the right, Aid for AIDS right, right, thing. Right, right. And uh, it's basically a <laughs> it's to come up with the ugliest drag queen ever, you know, the most oh. well, hideous drag queen. And then they do fundraisers. And it's worth it if only for the hideous... Uh, guys that they hire to get the money from oh, the audience who have these collection bas- <laughs> baskets and blood wigs and they're of course called the golden retrievers so right there that is that <laughs> that oh is funny enough I can only imagine. but uh it's it's a hoot it's an absolute hoot but um yeah no but she used to host that way back well, when did, and i believe she? she still does i believe she still does it well, she's year. very involved in the in the uh you know, no. the fundraising for aids and and well, uh, gay rights and yeah so forth. well she's a huge gay following yeah mm-hmm. huge gay following. yeah yeah she was carrying her gay card last night was she? she told me <laughs> She's hysterical. Very funny lady, and yeah. uh, and I was thrilled because I got to interview Viola Davis. Oh, oh wow. wow! How great was that for me anyway? Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm like a huge fan. Remarkable. Of hers. I noticed you didn't. You interviewed me on the and I interviewed you. And you didn't include that in your oh, highlight moments. I was coming to it. Oh, were you? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I'm. I get billing under Viola Davis. And and oh the <laughs> and <laughs> credits. Oh. Okay. Well, that's okay. something. And special. Kimberly Van Leeuwen. <laughs> yes. And yes. the lovely Kimberly Van Leeuwen. That's right. Yes. But yes. we'll talk about uh, the show later in our yeah. in our arts break. But let's get to our guests. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. As I said earlier, she has not only toured nationally with Baz Luhrmann's La Boheme, but appeared with Michael York in the much-loved musical Camelot. In Los Angeles, she starred as Guinevere in Emmy Award winner David Lee's provocative production of Camelot at the Pasadena Playhouse, and more recently, Los Angeles audiences were witness to her exceptional performance as Maria in The Sound of Music for Cabrillo Music Theater, and as Amy in Having It All at the NoHo Arts Center, for which she received an Ovation Award nomination as lead actress in a musical Please welcome one fabulous babe, Miss Shannon Warren. I knew there was another side to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Somehow, you just, I haven't known you long, but somehow I figured that would work for you. You could read me. <laughs> like a <laughs> fiddle. <laughs> So how you doing? I'm great, thank you. I guess guys got to be tired. You just opened last weekend, right? Yeah, it was yeah. it was a bit of a week in terms of what do we have seven eight performances? Yeah, we were on a, yeah. or run throughs at least, yeah. and and uh, it was a long week. It was a long yeah. week. I think 
a lot got accomplished in that week too. I think from yes. where we started on Tuesday to where we were by the time we opened, and even by the end of the weekend, um, things had really come together in in big ways. Mm-hmm. How many preview shows did you have? Two with a, no. two previews. Two shows. previews, yeah. You know, wow. and with those audiences, I think it really it really helped us. It really that helped. helped. It was really informative. Yeah. 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 Well, good. Now, Shannon. Yeah. You being the gorgeous singer that you are, you're not singing in this show. I'm not really. I literally have one line of solo in the whole show. And yeah. It's, it's and that line is fabulous. It's, oh well, thank you very much. <laughs> I I've been telling people I, I've been kind of likening it to when you have to sneeze really badly and it just never comes. <laughs> That's how it feels to be in a musical and not <laughs> sing. So you, there, you you're expressing some frustration in that? No, not necessarily. It's just a strange sensation. Right. You know, um, I, I, it's even different than doing a straight play where you go in understanding you're not going to be singing, but when everyone's singing around you and expressing themselves in that oh, way wow. emotionally, it, you, I, yeah, it just feels like there's a release that's not. That's not happening when you don't get well, to have a big you, song or you know whatever. Which it is. one of the the fabulous ladies in that show do you play? I play Pam Lakowski, mm-hmm. and she is Jerry, who is the the lead male of the show. It's Will Collier. Will Collier, yeah. who is fantastic. Um, uh, I play his ex-wife. That's a nice role to have. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very pivotal role. It is. Yeah. It's a lot of important information. Oh, so she's the one She's the one who is the mother of the son who... That's right. Okay. That's right. We, we were talking earlier that I had only seen the film, so mm-hmm. I, knew, I knew that... You're kidding. I've never seen the play. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We'll have never to seen. set it yeah, up for no, you. No, no, yes, definitely. Please, definitely. please. And, and actually very, very intrigued, which I think the audiences will be intrigued, too, to see... A play of this ilk uh, in a 99 seater yes. in an intimate space. It, and but a very nice theater, I might add. Oh yeah, yes. no, yes. Third Street's great. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very comfortable. I did, did. Why did I make it sound rundown? Did I make it sound? No, like no, a no, dump? no. Because I know I have that tone. No, no. Judgmental. <laughs> no, I think. No, what I was implying is that often when one says 99 seat theater, they in in Los Angeles, so many of them are not in fabulous shape. Right, and, right. And yeah. while yeah. others. There's a bit of a stigma about 99 seat theaters. Exactly. Yeah. The chalk and outline exactly. in the lobby and handcuffed <laughs> marks on the radiator. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the people no, from the third, night before. Third Street yeah. is run very professionally. Exactly. And I, I can't speak for everybody, but it, from what I've noticed and certainly my experience is that it's been really welcoming, very professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take great care of us. And I think that that is reflected in the the kinds of performers that they've been able to bring in for this production mm-hmm. agreed um and and also i think the audience will feel that with the how clean the production is mm-hmm. and how happy and comfortable the performers are and are, are is this a regular season do they have a regular season or is it sporadic I you feel know, like they just do one show, one show a year, year. Yeah. one, one show musical a year. Well, a year. you know, and that's, I just, that's the beginning. And I just noticed yeah. that Richard Israel, who we had on the show, yes. is directing this. He Love is. Yeah. Richard mm. Israel. I don't oh, know yes. anyone who's worked with him who doesn't say just that. He's the greatest. He's supposed to be the he, he, he is he's the greatest. Wonderful. Yes. We will give this information out a couple of times during the next uh, hour, but let's throw it out there now right off. This is the Third Street Theater where they're showing, where they're performing The Full Monty, and that is at 8115 West Third Street in West Hollywood. Performances are Fridays and Saturdays at 8, Sundays at 2. Tickets are $28 to $34. And for tickets, visit www.showclicks.com. I believe that's right. Michael, you're killing me with this font it, size. <laughs> www.showclicks.com or call 1-888-71-TICKETS. That's 1-888-71-TICKETS. How can you get that? That's too many numbers, isn't it? 
1-888-71-T-I-C-K-E-T-S. Isn't that no. too many? Well, well, I mean, if you give it numerically. If you want to order... <laughs> <laughs> if you want to order tickets in the Sudan, do one eight 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 seven one tickets. No, no. Uh, go to the web. It's easier. Why don't you Show just give clicks. it numerically? It's it's eight 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 seven one eight four two five three. Oh, okay. It's yeah. once again, it's the font size that threw me. Yeah. After they look like more letters today. there. What? Where are your glasses? Oh, don't go. Don't. They're on oh, now. Yes, they're, they're on, on now. <laughs> there we go. Can you see that font there we now? Go. Oh yeah. Now I can oh, see it. Oh, what a world. What a concept. Oh, you're a woman. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Now, was he talking to you or me? <laughs> <laughs> These are really expensive glasses. It's my birthday, so it was you. Oh, <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. Okay. Oh, but that's so... That's Just so kidding. No. No, no, I have not well, seen the play. Well, you have to go very... see it. It's one of the great, mm-hmm. great musicals uh, out there. And it's yeah, it's been done a couple times in town. And, and anytime I've seen it, actually, it's been done quite well. So. Good. But Third Street Theater, I, I think the same of them as you uh, because of the last show that I saw there. And, you know, Paul, yeah. last week we had Dan Sykes here who was starring in The Paris Letter at yeah. uh, the mm-hmm. Group Repertory yeah. Theater. And <clears throat> it has something in common with this show. With the full Monty? Well, the, the nudity threat, I suppose. Oh, uh, okay. Which Dan has uh, is very prominently featured in that show in that sense, which we <laughs> oh, spoke to him scary. about. Prominently featured. Well, I mean, how, how what else to say when you're oh. standing there doing a six seven minute scene with no clothes on? Right. It's, yeah. No, he said that he has sort of the flash moment. Well, with no, the no, person no. who has the not, shares not, the stage with. Not flash. Oh no. It's by by the the length of time that he has no clothes on as compared to the other gentleman. Yes, he gets dressed sooner. But. Right. But I'm right in assuming that is Full Monty sort of like the film in that it's not really, it's not like nudity throughout. It's sort of like the payoff. There's a big buildup. Yeah, definitely. There's a big buildup. And, okay. and it is a yeah. flash moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're yeah. backlit by um, a bunch of lights. So you, okay. you're, you're blinded. Right. Uh, unless it's wishful thinking, and then oh. uh, they say they, yeah. they saw stuff. And now anywhere, everyone who's listening to the show is going to show up with those little eclipse boxes. You know, those things oh. you use to look at eclipses. Oh, no. <laughs> Why are you giving them ideas? Yeah, I know. <laughs> everyone in the audience has sunglasses, but they're not wearing them yet. Now, that's that's... That, what, last time I did that, I did uh, Full Monty a year ago at the Sierra Repertory Theater up north. Okay. And all the red hat ladies would come with sunglasses and turn the footlights around. Uh, we had footlights that would blind the audience, and they would turn what? them at us at intermission. Are you serious? Yeah, they were, they were all about it. Those crafty <laughs> little Crazy red, red hat, hat ladies. <gasps> they also brought ones and would throw them at us at the bows, which... You know, that's made four, right. fourteen dollars and went to Taco oh. Bell after the show. Oh. <laughs> that's hysterical. Yeah, that's great. The red hat is a little, yeah, a little naughty. My, my perception expect. of them was so different. Yeah. That's, they're the ones that always they always wear the purple. Yeah, yeah, it's based yeah, on that poem. When I am old, I will wear mm. purple. Right. And that's where they sort of got the I idea. Think so. of the, I think that's what. Yeah, it but is. I've always kind of because the original anything. title of that poem is "When I Am Old, I Will Stuff a Dollar in Your G-String." Oh, <laughs> didn't well, mark it as well. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> it's a long walk for the store to be closed. Oh, I guess <laughs> so. Yeah. So Shannon, you were saying. Let me yes. uh, get back to this. Um, sure. uh, because you you mentioned the frustration of not being able to s- sing or or just the ache the singer's yeah, ache if you will yeah I think that's a good way to put it the um, singer's ache the singer's ache what uh, what stands out to you and I, it's kind of a, a hackneyed question but what sort of stands out to you in terms of the roles that you've sang that are really favorites of yours in your in your past credits oh or boy. are there too many to list 
I, it's hard to say. I loved doing Sound of Music because it was fun and joyful, but there was also deep passion and love, and uh, it just kind of covered all that. And I got to run around like a kid and just, it was so much fun. Jump on a bed. I like running and jumping while I'm singing. There's something really joyful for me about singing, and so it was great to just bound on the bed and sing Yodelehi and, and right. go kind of crazy. and uh, that's Joyous. Very yeah, joyous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was part of why I love to to work on that piece. It's also got to be great when you're singing something that is that is so treasured by your audience that it's just sort of like you're giving them a gift that they're already sort of familiar with and it's just like you're presenting it, you know, to them again and sure. just to feel that, you know, coming back. And and when you're as good as Shannon Warren is, it's really very hard to go wrong in that role, especially with that show because Thank people's you. expectations are that it's going to be just like that, a, a performance just like she would. So it's so Thank you. Great casting Thank you on Gabriel's part. Right? Thank you. Yeah, the oh. bar is the bar is set very high with roles like that. Yeah, because you, know, oh, yeah. you have that. You know, you will. As much as we like to pretend we don't, as viewers, we always have something in our heads, and that's one of those musicals like, like King and I, and like you know even Rocky Horror or something, where you have an iconic yes. actor attached to that role. Well, I had a lot of those myself because I grew up watching um, Julie Andrews so closely. I just yeah. adored her and. It's, particularly that film and wanted to do that show my whole life and had never had the opportunity to do it and so to to be able to take that on was great but it also was I I had to concentrate on making it my own rather than just regurgitating what I'd seen her do or blindly parroting her without realizing yeah yeah yeah. exactly so and and part of what was helpful is that we did the stage version we didn't do the film version sometimes they try to remount the film version on stage um and for our purposes we went with the um the original Mary Martin script, which is uh, some of the songs are in a different register. Oh, really? They use different songs. They're, the scene work is very different. Oh, it is. That's yes. interesting. Yes. So that helped to help me kind of release some of the ideas of what I had seen so many times. We had uh, we had on one show we had Russ Tamblin and George Chikiris on. So we had uh, Riff and Bernardo on one show, and they oh, said something great. very similar about the comparison of West Side Story yes. that the play of West Side Story is significantly different from the movie, and then mm-hmm. also the whole flip of the tone by putting cool at the end and Officer Krupke to the beginning which is flipped um, in the stage play right. because Officer right. Krupke is way toward the end as sort of this comic relief after yeah. all this mayhem you know but it's fascinating how we just you know for the different uh, different mar- not markets really but audiences that all that stuff has to be changed you know mm-hmm. is there is there a lot of uh, textual changes within the dialogue or is the dialogue similar or is it just um there are some scenes that are entirely different. Really? The, the scene where the two of them confess their love for each other, that's very different. There are some scenes with the mother abbess that are very different. And oftentimes, they'll, um, uh, when it's produced, when the stage show is produced, people will take scenes or at least cuttings from the film and at least interject them so that people go back and say, oh, yeah, I remember okay. this particular right. scene. but. That wasn't, and, and but then some are, uh, for instance, with the nuns, some of those are very much like the film. Now, so now with Full Monty, for mm-hmm. example, I know the big change for Full Monty from the film is that it's set in Buffalo, right. in Buffalo, New York. But mm-hmm. what are what are some of the more prominent uh, differences of the play versus, uh, aside from the fact that it's a musical? Uh, I actually don't. I saw the film when it first came out and haven't gone back and watched it yet. I didn't really want to be influenced oh, sure. by 
what I had seen. And now that we're up and running, I thought I'd go back and watch it again. But um, so I actually don't know. I, maybe Morgan yeah, knows better know, than I do. It's it's fairly similar. Um, it's fairly similar, but the language is definitely different. Which they uh, have uh, a couple of, uh, you know, he says dolt in in our show, which is kind of like a little tip of the hat. Uh, but it, it's it's fairly the same. I, uh, I would I would think. I mean, yeah. in, the, in the movie, you just see their backsides. Uh, right. But if you come on down to the Third Street Theater, you'll see a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> and, if you're, and there's a special Red Hat Lady matinee yes, uh, where indeed. there's, you know, I believe there's a box lunch. Just don't let them backstage. <laughs> but, uh, if, oh, but, you oh, Red Hat oh. ladies. What? No. Oh, no. don't. No, no. no I no, don't no. either. Yeah. Yeah. Let's throw that information out there again because we want to get this. One. <laughs> this is, oh, <laughs> sorry. You're going to do that. I'll do that. Oh, I got that. But I'm always late, late. This is the Full Monty, which we're talking about. This is at the Third Street Theater, 8115 West Third Street in West Hollywood. And performances Fridays and Saturdays at 8, Sundays at 2. And to get your tickets, go to www.showclicks.com. That's C-L-I-X for clicks. www.showclicks.com. Or 888-71-TICKETS, the full word tickets. Get that out there. And, And for many people that may not have seen the movie... Or the play, the musical. Tell us, give me a, a plot summary, Shannon. Plot summary is that there are a group of men in Buffalo um, that have been laid off from their jobs and for various reasons are um, look, looking for something more inside themselves, not just, they're, they're not willing to take the first job that comes along. Mm-hmm. I think you see that there's a real strive to find themselves uh, even with with their layoff, so uh, one of the characters, Jerry Lukowski, who's played by the amazing Will Collier, mm-hmm. whom I adore, um, decides after um, coming across a, a Chippendales club uh, that he and his friends could do pretty well doing the same thing mm-hmm. because they are the average Joe, and why wouldn't people want to pay money to see the average Joe? Uh, take take their clothes off and the his big motivating factor in all of this is that he and his wife have recently divorced and she's threatening um, to take um, shared custody away from him take their son and remarry and so he essentially is trying to get the money so that he can pay back his wife this money that he owes and support his son and keep his shared custody um, with his son well, that's nice. And there's such a lovely relationship between the son and the father. Yeah. I don't think people show. expect it to be. I know, I, I, like I said, I haven't seen the play, but I, even seeing the film, I didn't. I don't think people expected it to be as poignant as it is. It's actually uh, exactly. very, very touching, and uh, it's certainly a topical subject, mm-hmm. uh, given the, the state of the world right now. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm definitely yeah, interested. And certainly anything else regarding the end of the show or, or those kinds of things are very uh, suddenly unimportant when you get into the story. Uh, I think... What's unfortunate about the fact that they take off their clothes at the end is that that tends to be the thing that people most remember when they hear the full Monty. Mm -hmm. And for some people, that's enough to be a a turnoff without really looking at the the meat of the story, which is so touching there. Eventually, there are six men who are coming together to put on this show. And you learn about each of the six men as the play goes on, the show goes on. And and really what their motivating factors are, what their insecurities about themselves. And I think that they've done a great job, and, and Richard has done a great job um, 
casting it accordingly so that when an audience comes they see uh, the male audience sees themselves on stage uh-huh. the female audience sees their brother their dad their you know in, in spite of the, the stripping at the end which <laughs> the thought of seeing your brother or dad stripping might be <laughs> a little uncomfortable but but you know what I'm saying that they can identify with the people on stage as right. real people rather than going to Chippendale show and seeing mm-hmm. you know right. that for the titillation factor oh. But also, I'm sure there's probably a lot of character identification with your character, too, for women who are attending. Absolutely. The women are, I think, although the women um, are not necessarily the focus of this particular show, they're they're fleshed out pretty well so that I think, yes, that women will come and will see themselves in our roles as well. Wow. Yeah. Nice. I'm going to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, please do. I'm going to go. We'll go together. Yeah. Like Rama Lama Lama? Yeah. Something like that. Cool. Let's do that. Thank you, Shannon. <laughs> of course. Should we do our sweepstakes? We're not done with you yet. We're not done with you yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. We do have an arts uh, uh, calendar in which we're going to feature the Book of Mormon today. Okay. And talking about it uh, yeah. last night and your take and my take and everyone's take. So let's start with you, Paul. What, what about Book of Mormon? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I said I, w- I was, we were talking about it beforehand and it was, uh, I was really astounded by, you know, I expected it to be fairly dirty because it's obviously Trey Parker and Matt Stone, and that's one of the things that people have talked about. And of course, that the song that everyone knows from it, uh, Pasadiga Ibawai, or, or whatever that, whatever that, the equivalent of of that phrase is. Yes. Uh, so I was expecting that, but what I wasn't prepared for, which was, was so impressive about it, is that it's it's this there's this palatable affection for the American musical in that thing. They have pulled out all the stops with these production numbers, and that I, I was really astounded by. I, I I did not know anything about the show aside from that one song. I have Mormon people in my family. My wife. You do. My wife's uh, no brother is a Mormon, and he converted from Catholicism to Mormon. Wow. I guess he just didn't need enough rules. Wow. So just went to Mormonism for Catholicism. So he's got, you know, he lives in Utah, and he's got nine kids, and uh, they we love them all. And uh, so I was, it, it was a, a fascinating take for me on that because I know I know a great deal about Joseph Smith and all that through wow. them, you know, and uh, I can see why the Mormon community is not. Not especially up in arms about this thing. Interesting, though, that the program had three full-page ads for the Book of Mormon, uh, the playbill. Just, but, but from you know the actual Mormon the community. The actual wow. Book of Mormon. Yeah. Oh, show. They're right there. Yeah. Yeah. Three of them in sequence. Wow. Now, now read the book. Never seen anything like that <gasps> It's like before. now read the, the book. The book is always better. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> that is terrible. You've seen the play. Now read, read the, the book. book. <laughs> Talk about advertising. I'm fascinated. Well, hey, just, if you're going to get your message out there. I just thought it was an absolutely hysterical thing to encounter. And, and you know, and they have the same phrase, too, which is like uh, the Book of Mormon, the play, the Book of Mormon will will give you a very, very fun evening. But the bu- the actual Book of Mormon will change your life. They have this whole. Yeah. Well, that's they've a smart taken, marketing. Campaign. They have taken. Yeah, exactly. Really exactly. Smart. They have made. Got they have the taken wagon. the lemons and they have making made lemonade. Uh, but I love uh, back to the musical. I, I absolutely dug the musical and um, I as did the audience I mean there's I, I haven't been in a show in a long time where people actually leapt to their feet exactly again, right you know you know and, uh, and to my understanding in, in um, some of the reading that I did about the show before I went to see it this mm-hmm. show opened on Broadway with a very short rehearsal period official rehearsal period really 
in New York. I mean, they they were going to do it off Broadway and, and warm it up to to going on the bigger stage, and they opted out of that. And so it was literally. I know one of the facts was that the first orchestra rehearsal for Broadway happened six days before they opened. Holy oh, cow! Can you imagine wow. that for that show? <laughs> for that show. Wow. Which is non. Almost Not, seamless music, really. Nonstop, I mean, yeah. 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 And how those young performers, and Gavin Creel mm. and uh, his cohort, uh, Jared uh, Gertner, who starred as Elder Cunningham, and, and, and Gavin, of course, as Elder Price, how these boys get through that performance, and anybody else in the company, frankly, yeah. it's astounding. Yeah. To do eight shows a week of mm. something like that, I know. when do you breathe? And right. you know, I got you got to give it to the, all the because as as wonderful as they were, and not to take anything away from from those main characters, but I was actually just as impressed by the uh, the company. Oh, because absolutely. Because they're wearing they're they're I mean I don't know dozens of costume changes and different you know looks and when they do the the hell thing. The bit about hell, a spooky Mormon hell dream that they had, the, this dream that Mormons have, <laughs> and these giant Starbucks coffee cups, because they can't have coffee, you know, Mormons can't have coffee. Oh so in the world of hell, these people came out in these giant Starbucks cups, and I just about passed out. I was laughing so hard, <laughs> because it's a big thing with the Mormons, is mm. caffeine. Interestingly enough, you can't have coffee. You can eat all the chocolate you want, so that's apparently exactly, right? a good caffeine, because there's just as much, you know, just ridiculous amount of caffeine. So that, that's tr- the very coffee. devout Mormon, though, that you're talking about, no, right? No, no. No, Mormons, <clears throat> Mormons, you can't, no alcohol, well, I mean, no I mean, caffeine. I know it may be a... a uh, that's not, but that's not devout. That's just, that's pretty basic. But I work with, with uh, Mormons in theater who well, who are not like that. Well, I mean, they're Mormon, that, and they still claim to be Mormon, but they don't observe those particular things. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Any one Mormons of, of I would I, know of? Well, one of them has hired me twice to direct plays at their theater, so... Hmm. You sure it's not decaf? It, well, no, you know what? That, that it could be. But I thought that it was coffee, or you're saying the caffeine is... It's caffeine. Is, it yeah, is. it's caffeine. Okay. Soda pop and oh. all that stuff. Yeah. But how did you like the show? I thought it was spectacular. I, I certainly thought it... You know, I knew it was going to be good, because I like that kind of humor, and it was wonderful to see Trey Parker and Robert Lopez and Matt Stone come up on the stage at, at the, the end, end yeah. and take a bow with the company. Uh, I think it was probably 300% more than I expected. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I did. I thought it was going to be kind of one joke that got perhaps yeah. done way too long. Yeah. But it wasn't. It it kept out doing itself as no. as you move through the show. No, it had a, it had a great narrative and it had a great flow. And you know, it's two hours and twenty five minutes mm-hmm. with intermission. It's one of those ones when intermission comes up and you you're just like. Wow, it's like you feel like 20 minutes of the show has passed and you're at intermission. Right. Wow, and that that always to me is the best, most telling thing about mm-hmm. if you're really digging something. Well, if you, you know? have, uh, if you're in Los Angeles as a as a guest on a vacation or you live here, you should definitely go to the box office at the Pantages Theater and try to get some tickets. I understand. Actually, I called the my my pals there at Broadway LA to make sure that there were still tickets left, and there are still tickets left, ladies and gentlemen, okay. and you can do them. Mm-hmm. At the box office, get them, uh, you know, daily at on Hollywood Boulevard at, at the gorgeous Pantages Theater, or you can certainly get them mm-hmm. online at broadwayla.org. But definitely go out and support theater. We always tell you this, and something like this doesn't come along very often. Nine Tony Awards on this mm-hmm. show in 2011, and uh, there is every reason why that happened. Yeah, and you know something, I think for the listeners, it, it's kind of a, a great opportunity, because... 
you know, two shows that are both, you know, musicals that have been affectionately embraced by by the American public for years now, The Full Monty and Book of Mormon. And what a great thing to go see both in their brief runs and then be able to see, you know, a musical in a in an incredibly intimate environment, which is a completely different experience, and then go see one in a big place like the Pantages. I always love to do that back to back. Because it really find and I found with the more intimate shows, you know, it's I always find myself digging the more intimate shows because it's it's sort of like it, it's distilled down to its essence. They don't have the bells and the whistles. They don't have as much of the flash. And you really sort of get, you know, uh, I, I always feel like I walk away with more when I see the 99-seaters because it's like, you know... Every, what what happened in that room is is shared by a very small group of people, right. and it will never be exactly the same. And you can see their faces, and and that my my affection has always been there. But uh, my I guess my point is as wonderful as as Book of Mormon is, don't neglect the great local stuff oh, that's here. Good Lord, <laughs> for, no. for the ones that are coming through. No, 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 no. We, we get spoiled. <laughs> not that you were saying that, Michael. I'm yeah, not no. saying you were saying that. Yeah, I get it. But I saw I it in your eyes. I saw it in your eyes. <laughs> I, I saw your intention. <laughs> I can't. Oh. Especially it's my birthday. <laughs> Man. I'm sorry. Good let's do. Lord. Let's. I want. I want to. I want to continue Please with do. our lovely guests. Please here. So do. let's do the. Uh, let's get through our sweepstakes here. It's time again for our state of the art sweepstakes, sponsored by Breakdown Services. Each week we will raffle off a different prize to a fan of State of the Arts. Prizes are furnished by Breakdown Services and include free yearly subscriptions to Casting About, Casting Agent Directories, free video uploads for actors, headshot retouching, and even a free year of unlimited submissions on Actors Access. To enter, all you have to do is like us on our Facebook page. That's Facebook.com State of the Arts LA. Facebook.com State of the Arts LA. So, Michael, should I give this wheel a spin? Will you? And we will announce today's winner. Awesome. Oh, round it goes. Wow. Look at it. Spin. It's such an anemic <laughs> spin. You should give that another spin. I know. That was I need a, a better spin yeah, sound there effect you go. is what I need. Oh. All right. <laughs> and today's winner is Tosca Minato, an actress from San Diego. Tosca Minato? Yes, that's what isn't, it says. Isn't yeah. that a song in, in, in Lion King? Tosca Minato. Tosca no, Minato. I don't Sorry. Know. I don't know. Sorry, go ahead. Tosca, she sorry is an actress from San Diego, California, who resides now in Los Angeles. Miss Monado, if you are listening, you will receive unlimited submissions on Actors Access <laughs> for a full year. Congratulations and good luck with your career, and we will also alert you through our Facebook page. Our next guest is currently co-starring in The Full Monty at the Third Street Theater in Hollywood. Uh, he has scored high with Los Angeles audiences in the long-running hit musical Life Could Be a Dream at the Hudson Theater and all shook up for 3D theatricals in Fullerton, California, and a hit song and dance show at Disney California Adventures, The Red Car Newsboys in Anaheim, California. Please welcome Morgan Reynolds. Who's here with us. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for being so patient with oh, us. Oh, please. I, I love watching you guys banter. Oh, you do. <laughs> I had to sit back a little. I was scared I was going to get in the crossfire. No. <laughs> yeah, Michael and I have known one another since, oh, geez, since Christ was an altar boy, oh. as they oh, say. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. Just to go with the whole yeah. offending the, Mormon yes, exactly. theme. Uh, so, Morgan, uh, this, uh, now who do you play in, in the show? I play uh, Malcolm McGregor, and he is a, a young mama's boy not to not to put a, a category on him but uh the show i think is all about wanting and it's six different guys and they're all wanting something different whether that be um uh to make some more money to get a job but malcolm is purely in it just wanting some 
something, wanting to, to belong to something, some affection. Um, his only friend is his mother, and uh, he he ends, he starts the show uh, trying to commit suicide uh, because he has nothing left anymore. He has no friends. He works as a night security guard. Uh, so his biggest thrill in life is just to belong to this group of guys. Uh, and and it's, it's really nice uh, to play that on stage because I, I feel like... Um, we are all of us bonding every single night uh, oh. over the show. We're really living the text here. Uh, so it's it's a really great experience. I, I really like this role a lot. Oh, wow. No, that's... Uh, I'm, and I have... Um, in hearing you say that, I only have the, uh, the film, as I mentioned earlier, the film to go off of. But it's the one... The, the mother is elderly yes, and he cares um, for her. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and along the way, um, he finds uh, somebody to care for him. Uh and uh, and it's I don't want to give too much away, but it's it's a great poignant uh, message and, and moment in the show where you find every single person in the show has changed a little bit throughout the journey. Now, do each of the the men uh, the, the, in in their backstory do each of them get a song that sort of uh, you know tells us who they are? Do only some of them get songs? I'm just curious about structure. Um, for the most part, everybody yeah. gets a, a backstory song. Oh. Uh, there's uh, everybody. It, it, you know, it's very much like Wizard of Oz. We like to relate it to Wizard of Oz because each one of the characters comes in. You get to see how they're going to relate to the story and how they're all going to grow. And by the set, by the end of the first act, we're all set and ready for this adventure. And a lot of people don't know, but in the original Wizard of Oz, the Scarecrow and the Tin Man did take their pants off, but they changed <laughs> after the last. It's only wow. a flash moment. That one's on the VHS. <laughs> right. that you can't find anymore. That's the extended. Uh, yeah. That's the extended cut. Yes. Oh boy, I just got a really nice visual. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I only had a lady. Sorry. Sorry. Well, there's a, a very job. beautiful uh, number in the show in, with regard to the relationship between your character and I, the. And yeah, the I, I get to sing a, a lovely duet with the with the wonderful Justin Wilcox, and uh, it, it is just a joy. It oh, is wow. just a joy um, to have that moment on stage where. Um, you're basically laying everything out on the table and and it, everything in the show comes to this one moment I feel like because that's when you see the true feelings of these everyday everyday working class Joes um, really getting into some heavy stuff right. and, and and finding that they have changed and that they are you know growing and uh, it's like I said it's a really beautiful show to come and watch and, and see all of these emotions and um, learning experience unfold on the stage because like I said we are really going through it every single one of our characters I think Richard did a, a great job at casting um, we all can relate to these characters in some way mm-hmm. um, you know when the when the ladies describe us I'm the skinny guy and you know there's the the overweight guy and and um, there's the black guy the old guy um, and we all can relate to our characters and are all growing and, and our insecurities definitely right. show up on stage um, you know um, that that I think is the appeal of it is that and you mentioned it earlier Sam, that there's there there's every everyone is represented everyone is mm-hmm. represented in yeah. that in in those six guys that you know you'll you'll find something to identify with you know if you don't you're not you know you're not human if yeah. you don't <laughs> you, the spectrum is covered yeah, you know yeah. well you it's know. a big departure for you to play something like this because you you kind of in your career been uh, uh, embraced by the disney folks haven't I, you? I was going to say you know it, it is such a quite uh, 
quite a dichotomy here. Uh, uh, singing at Disneyland during the week and taking my clothes off on the weekend. Uh, <laughs> uh, my mother's very proud. Um, but uh, so yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely fun. I just got um, off uh, the Disney cruise for almost a year, so it's kind of a shell shock coming back into Los Angeles and and wow. getting in heavy with a show like this. Um, after uh, singing Disney tunes for a year. And how was that, being on, on this high seas, if you will, for a year? Uh, not to be cliche, but it, it was magical. It definitely really? was. It was magical, you know. Um, I got to meet some wonderful people and, and play some some roles that I, you know, had been had looking at since a kid. Um, now, when you do that, how long are you on, like, how long is the cruise? Uh, well, we did seven-night cruises. Okay. Uh, and, you know, we rehearsed in Toronto uh, for about three months, which was a blessing. I love Toronto, and it was it was a lot of fun. And uh, and then we were on the actual ship for about seven. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And uh, I was a main stage singer, so I got to do uh, a plethora of different roles. Um, Such as? Uh, well, uh can't give too much away. Uh, Got to preserve the magic. But uh, I, I was very good friends with the boy who who never liked to grow up. Oh. And uh, and uh, got to fly. Um, it was it was it was magical to say Sweet. the least. Wow. Um, now, how many shows a week did you do? Because I always I always I'm 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 like. I've never even been on a cruise, much less performed on one, and I'm always curious about how, you know, because, I mean, I know it's fairly confined yeah. spaces and all that. Yeah. Uh, how many shows a week did you do, and did you ever find, did you ever get stir-crazy? Uh, well, that's natural, being on a ship. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was very lucky, and I had my own room and, and whatnot, but you, you're definitely in a confined space. Um, and uh, you didn't work all week. We had about two days off. And, and during the day, you were free to go off on the islands and, and have your own adventures. Um, but you're not necessarily docking every day, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. We had about four ports. Uh, mm-hmm. and then so that's on, not bad. Yeah. And on the sea days, you know, you sleep all day and do the show at night. Right, right, right. Um, but uh, the ship life of it was difficult. Uh, doing the shows, they were amazing, and and it's such a spectacle, especially to see, you know, in the middle of the Bahamian waters, you're seeing this, you know, Broadway caliber show. Um, but the ship life, it, it was definitely hard. Uh, oh. Being away for Christmas, and uh, and I had been away for Christmas before, but being on a ship in the middle of the ocean makes you feel that much more lonely. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, it was it was definitely a journey. Um, I, I would imagine that the relate. I didn't mean to cut oh, you no, off, please. but I would imagine that the relationships that are forged with your other cast members are probably just concrete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely have a, a second family. Uh, uh, that I, you know, talk to them daily, um, and you're you're forced to just get so close and rely on each other because you're all that we you have once you get on that ship. No. And uh, so it was definitely a blessing, and I I got to meet uh, somebody very special. And uh, That's right. and so yeah, it it was a blessing. And cool. and then when you did uh, working, you are still working at California Adventures, I is am. that right? Yes. And I am. the show is the Red Car Newsboys. Red Car Newsboys, yeah, I got. Is it. that relative to the Newsies or a, a yeah. thing? Okay. It's it it's very similar to Newsies. Yeah. We sing uh, Seize the Day and we sing a lot right. of uh, you know traditional songs. We're in the money and uh, Happy Days are here again. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, so. That keeps me going during the day in this heat, and 
<laughs> so it's just that it's news boys during the week and it's nude boys on the weekend. Oh, yeah, so that's oh, perfect. I gotta add that to my web change of a That's your tagline. <laughs> uh, before I forget, Michael, let's throw the information out there again for sure. Monty. This is um, uh, at Third Street Theater, 8115 West Third Street, and performances Friday, Saturdays at eight, Sundays at two. For tickets, go to showclicks.com. That's showclicks, C-L-I-X. Dot com and when does it play through? Do you see it here, Michael? So we yeah, it sure plays gonna... uh, through. Well, it just opened on the uh, this week. It plays through October fourteenth. October fourteenth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so definitely get in and try to see it in that in that period. Of and time. the telephone number, folks, eight 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 seven one eight four two five three. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Or 888-71-BUY-YOUR-TICKETS-HERE. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, we, got fi- we got five minutes. We got five minutes. We do. Uh, we have to we, baptize We our, want to our ask guests. our guests if they could share. Uh, have either of you come up with a tale of woe, a performance disaster, something that might, uh, you know, titillate or inspire or promote a guffaw? Or a G5 or G6. Of course you have. How could you be on a ship for a year? How could you be doing full Monty and not have (laughs) issues? Yeah, well, uh, there's definitely some full Monty uh, slip-ups where uh, (laughs) they get a lot more than they bargained for for their uh, $35 ticket. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that um, uh, recently Will Collier dropped his hat. Is that right? Poor Will. It really was such a split second, and I'm in the audience, and I, all it takes, I can Shannon. see. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I can see the whole thing went down, and I gotta tell you, whoever claims that they saw anything, I think they're using their imagination because I, I didn't see quick. anything. I didn't. I didn't. Really fast. What, what do you what, dropped his hat? What well, what it? happened was they were on stage shaking it, taking it off, and. Um, there's a kind of a spin move. The hat covers the. At this point, we had taken bits. our our g strings off, and they're in our hands. Okay. So basically, the only thing covering your your everything is a, a cop hat. Okay. And uh, and Will, poor guy, did a spin, and his hat fell. Okay. I was standing next to him. Oh, I was I, uh, glad it wasn't me. Um, but he picked it up and recovered fairly he, fast. Well, he he cr- he covered himself with his uh, the g-string that was in his hand as he crouched down to pick up the hat and he scooped the hat up and covered himself in. I mean, it literally was a half a second. You didn't see anything. Okay. Um, but because, it was exciting. Yeah. <laughs> because that's pre that's pre reveal because you he wasn't backlit. That was that. opening night, was it not? Right. That was yes, opening night. Yeah, that's right. But you know what? I think it was very fitting for our show because yes. that what you're seeing the finale, these guys bearing it all and gearing up to this moment. Yeah. That's what is really happening. Yeah. It, yeah. it takes a lot. It takes the show each night to get us to that moment. So it was live theater at its best. <laughs> and I think that's why you see, not necessarily for nudity, but that's why you see live theater is for the imperfections and for those impromptu moments. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that that's how it went down and that it went down when there were reviewers there and some of the reviewers were less than uh, kind yeah. about it. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. But, you know, what do you do? It was, I think it was endearing and I think it it's, was. It's I tell you, if you're, theater if, at its best. If you're, if you're a reviewer who's going to focus on something like that, yeah. you're not a reviewer. Of course not. <laughs> because it's just that's, unfortunate. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, you know, they just, you know, people just, that when it, you read stuff like that and you just really know that the reviewer is in love with their own writing. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's what it is. I that's have not read it. all the reviews from this well, show, but now I'm going to... 
Yeah, take a yeah, look. And if that. you go on Bitter Lemons, is okay. it what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Bitter yeah. Lemons, yeah. I think. Um, there's a listing of everything, yes. all the reviews so far. And um, for the most part, they've been, they've been very great, favorable. Right? Yeah, that's a great site because they show everything yes. by comparison. And, and the great thing about it is that if you get one reviewer, and this has happened to me, if you get one reviewer who just has totally missed the point or missed mm-hmm. missed the show mm-hmm. or for some personal predilection doesn't like it, you get to see it with a bunch of others and go, okay, maybe this person is not as, as you know, the, the, the great person to take, take their opinion. Exactly. Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. It happened with, uh, just real quick story, Hetty Weiss from Chicago Sun-Times, who is just... Well, I won't say anything, but when David Mamet writes the Chicago Sun-Times and says, you have to fire this woman, Ooh, <laughs> you just know really? that you're going to run into that problems. Yeah. Wow. And uh, we were doing a show with the illegitimate players in Chicago, and uh, we got nothing but raves from everyone except the Chicago Sun-Times, yeah. Hattie Weiss. So our quotes, our quotes were, brilliant Chicago Tribune, and fantastic Chicago Reader, and Ample parking. Chicago sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. And everyone funny. loved it because they knew they knew exactly. <laughs> it was pay, or it was, I think it was pay parking available or something like that. Oh, my goodness. And we went back to the theater and our answering machine tape was filled up, not with reservations, but with other theater companies who were laughing into our I machines saying, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen Great. on a poster. So anyway, sorry to, to take no, uh, Shannon, you're on. You got a uh, you got story. Uh, two minutes for your oh uh, gosh. <laughs> I, I guess the only one that comes to mind it's not um, it's not terribly titillating. It's just I was Don't in a show like with that. a woman. I was in a show with a woman when I was it was one of my first productions, so I was kind of in awe of this. And I did a production of Brigadoon. She was playing Meg, and partway through the the song My Mother's Wedding Day, she completely lost her lyrics. And what she did is pretended that her mic went out, and so she just kind of meandered around the stage saying, and we all thought her mic went out, and then we would all jump in and say, and my mother's wedding day. <laughs> Which is genius. It kind of was genius. And I thought, wow. I'm going to just go ahead and put that in the file, in the back of my head, and remember that for when, yeah. if... And if only Leslie Uggams knew of that oh. trick. Oh, Have you ever Leslie. seen that clip, Michael? I know. Of Leslie Uggams? Oh, no. oh Michael. Yes, yes. It's, it's Leslie Ugg- Uggams. Um, uh, June, June is busting June out, is busting all, out all over. Yeah. Oh. And the, actually, the person who introduced me to that was David Lee when we were doing <laughs> Camelot. And they built an episode of Frasier around the Leslie Uggams, no. June is busting all over. But it's the Frasier episode, Buttons and Bows. And it was, it was inspired by... The Leslie Uggams. Oh, right, because he doesn't remember. Oh, yes. Michael, you so what happened? Leslie Uggams is at some event, and Stacy Keach is hosting it or something. She goes completely up, but th- never loses the mm-hmm. attitude, never loses the selling presentation, it. and she's selling gibberish like gibberish has never been sold. Wow. Yeah. Now, to her credit, somebody uh, told me they did an inter- interview with her later on, and she said what happened is that it rained really intensely that day, earlier that day or the day before or something, and the guy with the cue cards, because it was kind of a last minute thing, no. guy with the cue cards slipped and went down, so she didn't have the lyrics. So oh, as wow. far as she knew, she wasn't going to have to have, I don't know. That, oh, that was okay. what I was told oh, by someone. Oh, it's the old guy okay. slipped with the cards. Right? Maybe yeah. that's <laughs> the cards. 
Oh. We have come to a close here. What a what a joy oh. it was yes, to have it both was. of you on. Thank, Thank you. Thanks Thanks hope you had a good time. Us. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you, Morgan. Thank you. And go see their show at the Third Street Theater, The Full Monty, and go see The Book of Mormon at the Pantages Theater. Paul, thank you, sir. And thank you, Michael, and happy birthday to you, Michael. Happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you for my cupcake, Morgan. Of course. Delight to, uh, yes, and uh, I won't be offended. (laughs) (laughs) We will see you all next week. You're listening to State of the Arts with Michael Sterling and Paul Strolley right here on L.A. Talk Radio.